For the past six weeks, we've been talking about Jesus. Actually, we've been listening to Jesus describe himself to us through the book of John. And today, we get to hear Jesus describe himself using his last I am statement in the book of John, chapter 15. We're on location here in Cristoval at the Cristoval Vineyards. You know, each owner has lovingly cared for this land. They have built it up from practically nothing. They have tended it. They have cared for it. They have invested their time, their energy, their blood, sweat, and tears to ensure that that grapes just like this will one day become quality wine. I've always been fascinated by the entire process. You know, vineyards can be dated back about 8,000 years, and uh, it was a standard crop in Israel. For a while, grapes in Israel were a high, uh, a well-sought-after commodity worldwide. Um, the environment, the temperature, the uh, soil, um, the, the, the rocky terrain, uh, it produced excellent, excellent fruit. Now, during the days of Jesus, not everyone had a vineyard. It would be similar to us. I mean, we all know what a cotton field looks like. We all know uh, some of the details even of how certain crops around this area are grown. We know about wheat fields and corn fields. And, and so these two, these people who were listening to Jesus, they also knew the essentials of both vineyards, tending them, and winemaking as well. Now, although water was the main source of drink, for them. Wine was also a, um, a go-to source for drinking. Uh, it was a safe and filtered way to drink. Uh, they used wine for meals, and they also used wine for special celebrations. In fact, if you remember in John chapter 2, Jesus' first miracle, his first sign was turning water into wine. Uh, it, it was a wedding, and uh, by the time John chapter 2 comes around, Mary is there, Jesus and his disciples are at this wedding, and it had been going on for a few days whenever they started running dangerously low on supplies. Now back then, weddings lasted for seven days, and if you ran out of supplies, it was a social faux pas. It was deeply humiliating, and Mary very, you know, concerned for her family members who had been running out of wine, came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I need you to fix this. And so Jesus, caring about his mother, caring about this couple, and rescuing their family from disgrace, he did this miracle. And he not only saved them, but he actually elevated their status in this community because they had saved the best wine for last, for the end of the evening, for the end of the celebration. So what this tells me is that Jesus knew wine. He knew about the process and he knew what it meant to be a vintner because apparently his father has been tending vineyards for thousands of years, specifically the vineyard of Israel. You know, Israel is oftentimes referred to as a vineyard or as a vine. And uh, there's a moment when he says, uh, you, I brought this vine, this choice vine out of Egypt. I planted this choice vine. But as we all know, Israel has a mind of their own. And they didn't always do what they were supposed to do. In fact, it says in Jeremiah 2 that Israel's vine had turned wild. 
And if you know anything about wild grapes, they're oftentimes sour and unedible. Jesus also uses this vineyard imagery several times in his parables. The most chilling parable is of tenants who are renting land, renting a vineyard and caring for it. In fact, they even go so far as to kill the son of the landowner who is coming on behalf of his father. Jesus knew wine. He knew grapes. He knew vineyards. And he knew what it took to create a lush, beautiful, high-quality fruit. The vineyard, the vine, these images, understanding these images are crucial, I believe, to understanding God's relationship with us and our relationship with God and with one another. So it only makes sense as he is wrapping up his life. And what do you say to your apostles, to your closest friends? He wants to leave them with these images. Jesus leaves them in John chapter 15 with this image of the vine and the branches and the fruit that they were meant to produce. This is what it says in John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. When a vineyard is being cared for, it is beautiful, it is peaceful, it is calm. It really is a a very wonderful place to be. But the vineyard has only one purpose, to grow grapes. To grow grapes in order to grow good fruit takes time, it takes care. And when a particular branch isn't producing any fruit, then it isn't doing much for the vine. Too many dead branches or dying branches can, can really take a lot out of the vine and, and they actually hinder the type of fruit that the vine can produce. So the gardener, what he does is he goes in and he removes these branches. He removes those things that are hindering the fruit from being created. And what this does is it allows other branches to produce even more and better fruit. And this newly planted vine, if you were to start fresh, it takes many years to produce a healthy batch of grapes. But when it does reach maturity, it produces pounds and pounds of fruit. And that is the purpose of the vine. That's the purpose of this vineyard. It's to grow grapes, to bear fruit. In fact, as the vine grows, the gardener can even graft in branches from other vines into his particular vine. Now, some Vintners have actually grafted in branches that have fallen off other vines or are even, some even say that they might be dying. They have grafted them in and once they take root, once they actually find the source of water from that vine, they have new life, they have new growth, and they produce unique, completely unique fruit. This is an image that I believe teaches us a lot about um, what God is trying to do with us and for us and what he wants for us. There are several key truths that I want to leave you with today. One is this. The only way to find your purpose, what you were meant to do, your God-given purpose, is to connect with Jesus. 
In this passage, John uses this word remain 11 times in 11 verses. The word uh, in the Greek is a form of meno. Now, meno is a deeply relational word. Uh, it also means to abide. It means to stay. It means to wait alongside. Um, this image is one of uh, stillness. It's one of patience. It's one of time. And it's one of relationship. So listen to how Jesus uses this word in verses 4 through 11. He says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Abide with me. Remain with me. Stay with me. Be with me. I mean, why does he focus so much on this? Because the only way we will ever truly find our ongoing purpose and the point of it all and our strength is when we are connected to the source of life itself. I mean, no way can we do all of this on our own. It's not possible. So many people have tried. So many people have failed because, because Jesus is life. And to separate from life is to be just like a branch that's not connected to anything. It's just laying on the ground and drying up and dying and worthless. I mean, why wouldn't we connect to the source itself? And that's what Jesus is. He is the source of life. He's the source of hope, of meaning, of forgiveness and strength and new beginnings and self-control and joy and peace and all of the things that are good. Jesus is the source of that. You can't find it anywhere else. And the only thing, the only way we're going to find our way to all of these good things is when we are connected to the source itself. And that is Jesus. By staying with him, by remaining with him, and only through this connection can we really begin to grow the fruit we have been created to grow. And just a reminder, our purpose is to grow fruit. It's not to simply hang out on the vine independent of anything. It is to grow fruit. Look at uh, 11 through 13 and then 16 and 17. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And then he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. We need to remember love is the fruit we were meant to bear. 
love bursting forth from our grafted in roots, our grafted in branches is not possible when we, when, when we are by ourselves. It is only possible when we are connected to Jesus. And fruit will emerge regardless of our circumstances if we are connected to Jesus. In fact, did you know that groups that, did you know that grapes, they grow well even in the harshest of environments. They really thrive in difficult situations and environments, in the rockiest of soil. In Israel, there's rocks everywhere, but they've got vineyards everywhere. Did you know that rockier soils actually produce better drainage? They produce grapes, get this, with character. In fact, some of these grapes from these rocky terrains and tough environments, they produce some of the most sought after product. The tough conditions create vines that are able to adapt, vines that are, that are able to um, really draw from their source, vines that are more resilient and healthier and more memorable in their flavor. So Jesus goes on to talk about the difficulty a little later in the chapter, the difficulty that his disciples are about to face because if you follow Jesus, people aren't going to understand and they're not going to like you. And the only way they're going to be able to get through this is this difficulty and this rough terrain is if they stay connected to Jesus. Because Jesus is the source and, and he chose us to bear fruit and he chose us to show the world what it means to love. So this is your purpose. This is it. You are God's prize vineyard, all stemming from that one vine that is Jesus. And if you're going through some difficult moments, I want you to realize that, that these tough situations, they're not a surprise to God. You know, the only way you're going to get through this is to connect, to remain, to stay, to abide in Christ. God put God has planted you where he has planted you. And he is giving you exactly the water that you need. He is caring for you. He is, he is loving you in the way that you need. And he's tending to you because he knows that the fruit of your life will be sweet and unique. And it will be amazing to so many. You know, if you've quit or you feel like you're barely hanging on, I'm going to encourage you. Allow God to connect you straight to the source. You know, God's been caring for vines and branches since the beginning of time, and He knows how to take a broken branch and root it back into the source. So root yourself into Jesus. Let God put you there and stay, remain, stick close to the source that is Jesus. And you need to know it's not too late. Because if you remember, God, Jesus, loves to save the best for last. And if you're right where you think you need to be, my encouragement is stay there. Remain. You know, love with every fiber of your being and show the world what it means to bear the fruit of a loving and living God. Show the world what it means to be connected to the source of all that is good because Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And apart from him, we can do absolutely nothing. So remain in him. Find your purpose and bear fruit that will change the world. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the beauty in your world. Thank you for giving us such beautiful images that we can learn from. Illustrations that are living 
that are filled with uh, love and history. And um, I pray that you would help us to remember today that we are uh, chosen by you to bear good fruit. So those who are listening right now, Lord, I just pray that you would fill them with your spirit. And and if, if those people in this in this audience today, Lord, feel like it's too late for them, remind them that you save the best for last, that there's always hope, always a chance when we are connected to Jesus. Lord, help us to be your people and to realize that we have the ability through Jesus to bear fruit that will change the world. In Jesus' name, amen.